Hello, everybody. How are you doing on this wonderful Saturday? Aside from the fact that you're listening to me, and which is a very wise decision, I would say, what am I going to talk about? What will I discuss? I'm going to get a little political in this one. I'm going to talk about my disdain for Bernie Sanders and why I don't like Andrew Yang. Then I move on and talk a little bit about the Jeffrey Epstein news. Then I talk about, of course, guys, wisdom from Nassim Taleb. We talk about a quote from the Bed of Procrustes, social shame, and how we can deal with social shame in the internet age. All right, guys. Thank you. Hello, 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 hello. How is everybody doing out there in the world today? So I don't like to talk about politics, but I'm going to talk about politics. Not necessarily in depth. Um, I just – so first I'll give you a little bit of background. Uh, one reason I hate – I usually detest speaking about politics is simply that it's just so fucking negative. And I don't need that in my life. And to be honest, I think most people don't need that in their life. Right, guys? We have real problems. Um, we got to pay bills. We got to uh, maintain our relationships. We've got to maintain our physical and mental health. And there's just too many things going on. So I try to stay away from all of the day-to-day bullshit politicking that goes on in the world. Now, what am I going to talk about that's related to politics? So it is that some of my favorite podcasts have had on some politicians lately, and I will I have not watched those episodes, um, and I'm not doing it as like a boycott. It's just I just can't stand the politicians that were on there. So for one – Bernie Sanders was on Rogan, and I will not watch it uh, because I think Bernie Sanders is a piece of shit. And why do I think Bernie Sanders is a piece of shit? Well, thank you for asking. I'll tell you why. It's because he wants to steal your shit, dude. Bernie Sanders is nothing more than a glorified – a glorify, <laughs> he's nothing more than a glorified – He's nothing more than a glorified fucking thief. He wants to steal your shit and he wants to give it to the government. He doesn't care about the the poor people. He doesn't care about women or about, you know, minorities and all that bullshit that all these stupid politicians talk about, right? First off, none of them really give a shit about it. Then secondly, pretending you give a shit about it is just ugh. Ugh. That's all I got to say. It's just sickening, man. Sickening. I can't stand it. So anyway, you know, Bernie Sanders always talking about socialism. The fact that he is an advocate of socialism on a national scale is enough for me to never listen to anything he says. That's it. Um, I am – when it comes to like socialism and all that stuff – I mean, I if somebody wants to be a socialist in their home, right? That's fine. If you want to be if you want to make a small socialist community, I don't care. But don't take my shit, dude. You know? That's what I'm saying is 
don't use the government to confiscate my money and then give it to other people whom I've never met before. And not only that, you also got to remember, this is one of the big problems with socialism and just government programs in general, is that the money, money has to be allocated to bureaucrats to take care of the money that's being allocated, right? So basically, if you have a program to tax people and redistribute that money, you've got to create a new government and bureaucratic positions to deal with the money and to deal with, well, who's going to get the money? Um, how often are they going to get it? You got to have people that are going to be dealing with paperwork. People are going to be dealing with payments. People are going to be dealing with regulations. And so all these bureaucrats are going to get jobs and that money that's supposed to be going to the poor or the disenfranchised is really just funneled off into bureaucrats who don't want to work for a living. And the fact that Sanders advocates for that kind of theft is inexcusable in my opinion and it's disgusting. He's a piece of shit. He is an absolute piece of garbage. Sanders is a garbage human being. And in fact, um, you know, if he died of a heart attack, good riddance. And now, you know, I know that sounds aggressive. That sounds a little aggressive. And, you know, I don't I don't want anyone to necessarily die unless they're doing actively doing bad shit, but you know, the call for socialism to confiscate the means of production over time, um, to disenfranchise people from their own labor, and to stop people's ability to make their own financial and economic decisions is disgusting, man, right? I should have the right to have my own property. I should have the right to um, – Go about my economic life as I see fit. It should not be dictated by government bureaucrats and uh, other people that don't know anything about me. It's fucking ridiculous, and pardon me for using the F word so much. It just infuriates me. And the way he demonizes people who make money uh, is just absolutely, once again, it's reprehensible, man. Listen. And I love the H3 podcast, but they said something that really pissed me off the other day too. And that's okay. You know, people are going to say shit that piss you off, but I'll bring it up as a point. Sanders and many others believe that if somebody is super wealthy, they had to have done something bad, immoral, unethical, illegal. And that's just not the case, man. You know, it's like if you have created value and like if you look at Jeff Bezos, Right, He's super rich. I haven't heard of anything illegal he's done. Yes, has he exploited tax loopholes? I've read um, like state tax loopholes and stuff like that. Sure. Um, is he – did he have malintent with his company? No. I mean I do believe he made his original billions simply off of creating an awesome service, an awesome product, Amazon, who we've all benefited from to some degree. Now, now that they're gigantic – and you know it's debatable about whether everything they're doing is uh, maybe ethically sound. But let's just say at least his initial ascendancy, I'm not going to say he did a bunch of fucked up shit to do that. So everyone's got to remember also uh, most of Amazon's money comes from Amazon Web Services. They host an ungodly amount of the world's internet. And so that's where they make most of their money from. Now – so that's Sanders. What's my take on Andrew Yang? I'll tell you what. I think Andrew Yang is relatively okay compared to retard Sanders. 
compared to Sandbag Sanders, compared to Fuckstick Sanders. Uh, why do I say that? Andrew Yang, I like the fact that he has experience in the real world, unlike Sanders. Um, you know, he was in. I listened to his po- his Joe Rogan podcast. I think I listened to one or I listened to a podcast he was on, and he talked a lot. Oh, it was Ruben Report, and um, he talked about some of his business background, and I like that. And I like that in a, in somebody who wants to be president. I think that's commendable. Uh, what I don't, what I cannot get behind is um, his sales pitch. He is sales pitching like a mother, dude, like a mother. If you can't see it, I don't know what to tell you. He is – he goes – every single thing he goes on, everything comes back to artificial intelligence and UBI, 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 universal basic income, universal basic income. Every question he answers, after he gets past the pleasantries in an interview, just watch. He will – everything comes back to UBI. So he'll talk, um, oh, I grew up here. I grew up there. I did this for a living. I did this. Ah, so what do you think about abortion? Well, I think we should give everyone $1,000. Ah, okay. Cool, cool. Uh, what do you think about the environment? Well, I think the environment would be better if we gave everyone $1,000 a month. Hmm, interesting. What do you think about um, our economic uh, currency and trade war with China? Ooh, I think that that would be better if we gave every American $1,000 a month. Literally everything. And then he fear mongers this AI revolution. Don't get me wrong. We may very well see AI approaching and taking everyone's jobs. That could happen. Uh, Now, that being said, a lot of people that are in the field of AI or other people that are um, working close to the field tend to gently or that are in, you know, know, startups and companies say, look, I love this. Naval said this. And also Eric Weinstein made a point about this, I believe. So Naval made a point about general um, – artificial general intelligence. So he said that we are super far away, that it might be impossible for us to even achieve artificial general intelligence, which is that an, a, a robot actually thinks like a human does. right? So for example, if you um, put a couple humans together like in the middle of the wilderness – Right? There would be many things they would do. They would work on survival. They would start to form a social group. They might have kids. And then they would you know, maybe develop some kind of weird social society and do all kinds of very strange complex behaviors, all kinds of stuff. Um, but there would be a lot, so many inter, um, interconnected mm, – I don't know the best way to describe it – interconnected decisions, interconnected things. Uh, we, don't, we don't know enough about the human brain. To map all of these interconnections currently. Now, what did Naval and Weinstein talk about in two separate podcasts? Each of them made a good point. Uh, Naval was saying that, look, what we're good at doing is using what we call artificial intelligence to solve very specific problems, right? So we're good at like um, using uh, computers or artificial intelligence to look for a particular pattern. Or maybe we're good at artificial intelligence if you're driving to be able to uh, brake or to switch lanes or to even get you to certain places on the highway. But that doesn't mean that we're anywhere near or close to artificial intelligence where a robot is able to look at its environment 
and observe it and then synthesize information to create new ideas. Like we're nowhere near that apparently. Like apparently we're nowhere near uh, robots that are like humans. We're just getting really good at creating robots that are good at individual tasks like picking up a cup, serving a beer, driving a car. Like there's just certain things that we're able to get good at. Uh, making a left turn or a right turn, you know, like those types of things. And so listening to that, it, you know, Weinstein made that comment as well. He called it like, you know, a neural network and we, you know, we're good at making neural networks for to solve specific tasks. And that's what that's about is we're good at using artificial intelligence to do specific things like even trading on the stock market. Um, but we have to input the parameters. We have to, you know, we have to create all of the various inputs, uh, or set the standard for all the inputs. And we just don't know enough about the human brain to, from what I've read, from what I've seen, to uh, talk about artificial general intelligence taking everyone's fucking jobs. Okay, so hold on here. Gonna run some ads, and we'll be right back. Okay, so now what? Um, now, in addition to that, basically, it doesn't look like we, we know exactly what's going to happen with AI. Secondly, I, I get the panic to a degree. What, uh, what pisses me off, though, is that nobody knows the future, dude. Nobody knows what's going to happen in the future. So what if AI does come along and start displacing all this shit? And then in that revolution... Uh, productivity is so awesome and so out of this world that we start to see a new creation of different types of work, right? I mean, we just don't know what's going to happen. And capitalism has been really great in that respect, right? Replacing other work with new work. And I know, <clears throat> I understand it can be drudgery or it can be boring work, but we just don't know what's going to happen. And to have somebody like Andrew Yang proclaim from on high, that he knows what the fuck is going to happen and that we need the UBI. It's just there's something about Andrew Yang's pitch which is so disingenuous it makes me sick. Uh, and that's that's one of the problems. Now, I get it. Donald Trump said his stuff about the wall and I get that was a pitch. I get that. That being said, he is trying to build the wall. So there's that, you know. But – um, you know, UBI, it seems to me more like a sales pitch than anything else. And personally, I don't really believe in it. I don't really believe in it. Um, you know, and so that's, that's what I got to say about that. Uh, next up, so it is Saturday morning. I normally don't do a podcast on Saturday morning, but Jeffrey Epstein, that fucking demented pedophile guy with his pedophile island, has apparently committed suicide while being under suicide watch in prison. Weird, wild stuff. Weird, wild stuff, my guys. And everybody's talking about conspiracy. It looks like he might have been taken out. Um, some people think he might have been assisted. Man, weird. We are in a weird space right now. Weird space. So, oh, that's what I got to say about that. Now, before, and by the way, if you heard that crack, that was my back, dude. God. My back pops like a champion. Now, let's go ahead before we leave off uh, in this episode. Let's finish off with some readings from the Bed of Procrustes. Okay, so. <clears throat> um, here's one. 
quite revealing of human and so the bed of procrustes is nasim taleb's awesome book uh quite revealing of human preferences that more suicides come from shame or loss of financial status or financial and social status than medical diagnoses so um very interesting i love that uh and that makes sense. So I've said before, people are scared of judgment. In my last – and not my last podcast. In a previous podcast about why I hate Facebook, I brought up judgment. It's a big thing with us, man. And that's the deal. So when you have a medical diagnosis, it is um, – like if you have cancer, it's devastating. But what's interesting is that people get depressed and they get anxious and they get upset and angry um, that their life is going to be taken from them, right? Um, but what's interesting about that is that what Taleb is pointing out here is that somebody might fee, uh, get a cancer diagnosis but fight to survive, right? Even though it's you know, t- even though there might even be a certainty they're going to die, or maybe there's not. But then if somebody loses, say they're a millionaire or billionaire and they lose all their wealth. There's a high chance that they're going to commit suicide, right? And I don't know uh, what that is, but I do think that part of it has to do with judgment and um, society. We are deathly afraid of other people's judgment. And this is one reason why I really like reading Taleb and another reason why I like listening to Gary Vee. So Gary Vee is a strong advocate of not listening to those around you. Now, the, now that the, this, there's a problem with that. You have to be somewhat. You gotta, you gotta get some feedback from the world, right? Like because, you know, you've got to at least, um, should I say, you've got to be able to take feedback in, in my opinion, and understand where it's coming from, right? Like if everywhere you go, everybody hates you. Because you're legitimately an asshole, you know, you might want to figure out like, is this legitimate? Like, why am I being an asshole? Do I have a good reason for being an asshole? You know, um, and so it's tough. It's tough. Um, I would say that I definitely agree with the idea that you, to an extent, you shouldn't give a shit. But I think it depends on what you're doing. You know, it's kind of like uh, – and the reason I say that is one, I guess I'm very socially aware. Two, though, because I'm in – I do things that require feedback from the environment, from other people, whether it be martial arts or dancing or speaking, right? Um, and so when you're fighting, you get – your feedback comes in the form of – it could be coaches, but it could also be – yeah, so for example, say I'm losing all the time, Right? then it would behoove me to listen to some people that have some criticisms about the way I fight. Same with dancing. If I'm dancing and, and a lot of people keep telling me like, hey, dude, um, it's not fun to dance with you. It's uncomfortable, blah, blah, blah. I shouldn't just go, well, fuck you. I know what I'm doing, dude. You know. So I would say that you need to take that with it and you need to apply it properly. That's what I've, I'm working on doing myself. It's always about how can I apply this properly? So, for example, um, what uh, it depends on what you're doing. So, what I would say is, if you're um, if you're sparring and you're working on a new move and it's not coming out well, and somebody tells you, "Hey, dude, you shouldn't do that," I would say that's a good time where you say, "Fuck off." You know why? Because you already know. You already know. 
And, and that's a key here. That's what Gary Vee talks about, self-awareness. If you have a high level of self-awareness, then I would say you're good. You don't really have to – it just depends. It's case-by-case case basis, but in general, I'd say you're better off telling a lot of people to go fuck themselves. right? It's kind of like what I do. I teach a lot of English online, and every time I tell people that's what I do for a living – um, I get the same reaction, which is very underwhelming. And I can tell – and some people ask me, when am I going to do something with my degree? And for me, I automatically file that under go fuck yourself. Now, I don't actually say that and I don't actually feel that strongly. But I really file it under I don't give a shit what you say or think because I have another plan. That's where I would say don't give a shit about what other people think is when you have another plan in mind, right? So for example, you can apply this to sparring, dancing, language, just like what I brought up earlier. Like I said, if you're sparring, you're working on some moves and you are getting hit and you're getting you're not doing well, but you're working on a new move. Then when somebody tells you not to do that move, then you could you're warranted in filing that away in things to not pay attention to because you're working it out. And then if you have enough self-awareness, You'll know when you're not doing well, and you'll know if you should stop and try something else. Same with dancing. I've tried out moves that don't work for shit, right? But I know that they don't work when they don't work. I don't just keep on doing things that don't work. So, uh, but if they don't work and somebody tries to tell me something, um, I might file that away under go screw yourself because I know it doesn't work and I'm trying to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? So, and what's also interesting is that Gary V also reads all of his comments too. So that's also a really interesting thing. So it's like he doesn't give a shit, but then he also does give a shit. And it's nice to be able to, um, you know, that's the thing about Gary V and a lot of people is holding these kind of opposites. You got to know when to apply one thing into when to not apply it. So when it comes to social status, uh, you know, Cernovich talks about this too. I love it. We all need to get better in the age of the internet. We all need to get better at not giving a shit about so much because we get so much input. If I make a video, if I make a blog post, if I make a tweet, the potential for negative feedback is exponential. I mean I could get like an infinite number of negative comments. So in this world of the internet in the digital age, I think it would behoove us to improve our resiliency against negative feedback from the world. And also, just build up an I don't give a shit what you think filter, you know? Uh, because that's what causes, I think that's what is the cause behind people to commit suicide when they lose all their money, but they keep fighting when they get a cancer diagnosis. Because nobody wants the social shame of acknowledging that they are f- a fucking stupid idiot, that they lost all their money, you know? I used to be ashamed to tell people about what I do, about how I teach English. Now, no, I tell people, and if they don't like it, they can go screw themselves. So anyway, that's all I got to say for today. Um, I hope you enjoyed my lots of cussing and cursing, and I'll try to tamp it down, but no guarantees. Um, so if you want to email me some comments, tayradio1, T-A-Y radio1 at gmail.com. That is T-A-Y radio1 at gmail.com. Thank you.